Hello and welcome to episode 11, which I have just finished recording. You're about to hear my decision surrounding jumping back into competing at the end of next year, hopefully, and the reasons why I've made this decision, the mistakes I made last time, what I'm going to do differently this time, and towards the end of the podcast, I also answer your questions that came through on the gram. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self at the same time. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and nutrition and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you, and I know that you're in exactly the right place to turn that ship around and build a body you love inside and out. So let's go. This feels like the most indulgent episode I have recorded to date. But at the same time, I did put a poll out there and asked you which episode you wanted, and this was the most popular. So I'm very glad I get to indulge myself in chatting about competing my decision to compete again. I thought I'm going to get straight in here and start with the real why I decided, and it was a very specific story. So I actually looked back for the date that I messaged my coach and it was this year, it was on the 25th of February and what had just happened was I was helping actually one of my coach's clients and one of my former clients with her posing routine. I'm not good at posing. She just needed someone to give her some pointers and make sure she was doing what she needed to do. So I was at the gym. This is when we were out of lockdown and things were open. I was at the gym and I was watching her pose and I just had this feeling like, man, oh man, I miss this so much. It was so much fun. And so after that, I was driving home and messaged my coach. I was like, I've, I've said I'll never do this again. I'll say, I've said I'm, I'll never do it again, but I'm thinking about doing it. <laughs> and we have been working together. Jason and I have been working together for, I think, five years or so now, probably five years. Yeah, I think something like five years, 2017, maybe not, maybe four. And it's really funny because I think that we both know how my body works. I really love building muscle. I love hypertrophy training. It's definitely my passion. And I know that he's he's been pretty excited and has always sort of thought mm, maybe competing might be something that I'd do again. And I was always saying no. So he, he said, yeah, I read the message again this morning. He was like, I, I'd never push you into anything or make you do something you don't want to do or any of those sorts of things, but I think you'd be really good at it. So it took, it took a little while for me to actually decide, yes, I am going to commit to it. And it took me a little while to talk about it publicly as well. And I don't have the date up with me of when I did post on my Insta, my Insta for, for when I decided to tell everyone. And I just wanted to talk you through why I was actually a little bit hesitant to speak about why 
or speak to, to, sorry, to tell everyone that I was competing again. And the reason being was, you may not know at all if you, if this is the first podcast of mine you've, you've listened to, but I did compete previously. I did two shows, the AWMBS in September, 2016. And I think it was actually the start of October, maybe the end of September. I did the INBA, which is now the ICN competition. I did that uh, as well. It was a couple of weeks after the AWNBS at the AWNBS in Bikini. I placed third. The novice, Bikini Novice, was just ecstatic with that. Having had no friends who had competed before, having had no one around me really that was training. So this was something that I was doing all for myself and had really only seen people do on Instagram. I'd never really seen anyone do that in real life. I did meet a couple of girls at my gym that were also competing in the ICN, uh, the IMBA competition. But a lot of that was really just me winging it (laughs) and learning things for myself at the time. So, so that was that. And, and I had a pretty rough experience post-show. So when I think about the lead up and the prep itself, yes, it was really, really challenging. And there are a few things that came up, but overall I would say that I loved it and I had so much fun. It was just really, really exciting. I remember even being really tired, getting out of bed most mornings, being fucking pumped. Like I really, really loved it. But the post-show period I gained 12 kilos in eight weeks. Uh, to end up weighing heavier than I ever had in my whole life. And again, I'm a little bit hesitant to talk about how much I weighed and stuff. Just I'm conscious of who's listening and I don't want to get fixated on scale weight too much. But it was, yeah, I gained 12 kilos in eight weeks to be uh, two, two two kilos or so, actually three kilos or so more than I'd ever weighed in my whole life. And I'd had a whole lot of body image issues prior to the show. I I don't think they exacerbated during the prep, but then they exacerbated with the weight gain post-show, right? So worse than it had ever been. And that was really hard. And even though within about 12 months of doing that, so August 2017, so I started working with Jace. It was early 2017. It wasn't January. I was still trying to do things on my own. Maybe we started in February, March, April 2017, but by August, I was really fucking happy. I was happier than I'd ever been. We had just started a dieting phase that August 2017. I was feeling super confident. My whole outlook on dieting changed. My whole outlook on my physique had changed. Now looking back, I can't believe it actually only took that period of time, like the 12 months from being at my worst and it was only within a 12-month period that I ended up this huge, huge mental shift. It's it's pretty cool to think about it. But I was still suffering, I think, from there was a lot of emotional charge still around the whole competing thing for me, which didn't dissipate for a number of years. So even though I'd see my I see myself differently, I saw fat, fat loss phases differently, everything was just heaps more relaxed and chilled. I think that the emotional charge around what happened, what 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 I went through post-show was still really, really heightened. And I, if you look back through my Insta, I've deleted a lot of the a lot of the posts now just because I was trying to clean up my feed and make it more professional. But uh, when I read the captions back, you can really see there was someone super, super struggling. And then even after that August 2017 period where I was feeling fantastic, there's still a couple of posts here and there where I say I'll never compete again. It 
was a catalyst for a whole lot of issues that I had. And, you know, I did lose my menstrual cycle towards the end of the prep. I did break out in a pretty bad rash. There were a whole lot of things that were just absolute red flags. And I just didn't have the experience or the knowledge or the support around me to be able to deal with them really, really effectively. So it did impact me. And for quite a while, I was against it. And and I wasn't against it in the sense that I was telling people not to compete. I was never that. And I was never blaming the competition itself. I did take ownership, but I, I was pretty, pretty scared pretty scared of what had happened I think is that the right is that the right phrase it just it just impacted me a lot and I was really upset about it and I thought never wanted to do that to myself again so when I announced it I I hadn't been talking about it at all that I was perhaps thinking about it when I announced it I was a little bit nervous because I thought what are people going to think of me you know I've changed my mind I've quite clearly gone from saying I'll never do this thing again it was it was a really awful experience and the pressure was really awful and here I am saying actually I'm doing this again so I was a little bit hesitant but pretty out there and believe it or not it was it was it was actually a I was with I was speaking to one of my mentors one of my mindset mentors and she was like you know what I think it's time to be really vulnerable put something out there that's really personal to you and that was the post that it was. And I could not believe the amount of positive feedback I had got from everyone. It was probably one of, I think it's the most positively received posts I've ever made. So I was shocked. Well, was I shocked? I, I am very, very grateful for the people that I have in my life, the people that all the friends that I've made through social media. I, I, Honestly, I pinch myself almost every single day with the, the life that I've been able to build. Uh, it's just phenomenal. So maybe shocked isn't the right word. Just humbled, extremely, extremely humbled for the support of everyone, which has been awesome. So I just wanted to let you know the, the reason why I had it come, come about. There was that specific day on the 25th of February helping one of my ex-clients with her posing, and I was just like, man, I love this shit. But there's one more story that, that really happened. So after the show, like I said, Jason and I decided we wouldn't be dieting. He decided, and I agreed because what I was doing wasn't working, wouldn't be dieting for a long period of time. So we didn't. We did do a fat loss phase in August, which I think finished um, within a few months. It just felt amazing. It was just awesome. And we've been playing, tinkering around with my physique ever since doing fat loss phases, maintenance phases, surplus phases, all that sort of stuff. Everything's been really chilled in terms of my body image and desires. So my desires have largely been, I just want to get more jacked. I want to build more muscle mass. I'm nowhere near done in terms of muscle mass. And it's very, very exciting for me to be building muscle mass. And here and there along the way, I've sort of delved into, I had a powerlifting stint which, man, my heart wasn't really in that. I think I was doing it for reasons that weren't my own, and I see that when I look in hindsight. It wasn't really something that was personally uh, I was personally passionate about. I perhaps thought maybe it would be a good idea to do something competitive. But anyway, so I did that. I did a, a meet. I did a novice meet, and I did all right. I did all right. Uh, just the far out, man, the training, the type, the type of training that you undertake for powerlifting training, it's it's cool. I mean, it's pretty cool to be strong. I think it's really awesome to be strong and it takes a hell of a lot to do powerlifting, of course, but just in terms of the style of training 
it's not where my passion lays. And partway through lockdown last year, I think it was about August where I was, I was still, I was in a dieting phase at that point in time. When lockdown hit, I spoke to Jason and I was like, you know what, let's do a dieting phase because I think it'll keep me really focused through the lockdown, just, you know, focused on training goals and all those sorts of things too. And I was doing that and I was still doing semi sort of powerlifting stuff. I only really had a barbell. I think I had a barbell and like two four kilo dumbbells. <laughs> so, you know, powerlifting kind of made sense. I had a squat rack as well. So it was squatting, benching, deadlifting. I was like, fuck, this is fucking shit. Like, I don't want to do this. This isn't what is my passion. I don't love it. I really want to go back to hypertrophy-focused training. It is what I love. I love it. I love it so much. And I love seeing physique changes. I love focusing on building up specific muscle groups. It's just it's just where my heart lies. So that in combination with then having helped my ex-client with her posing, it was just like, man, I just want to get back into this thing. So that was the story. Uh, there's a few things that I want to talk about before I get into answering the questions. The first thing that I wanted to talk about was the mistakes I made back then, because if you're listening and perhaps thinking about maybe getting into a comp or maybe you had an experience similar to mine, this might be really useful for you. But also I think to an extent talking about body image, dieting, deficit phases and all of that. There's, there could be something really valuable for anyone who's doing deficit phases, right? So the mistakes I made back then, the first one was I was trying to fix, I sorry, I thought I needed to be fixed. <laughs> Number one, I didn't appreciate my own humanity and all the imperfections that come with being human. And I thought that we, it's possible to be absolutely, totally happy every single second of every single day, which just isn't really what life is but I thought that doing a show and getting really lean would quote-unquote fix my body image issue so that's probably the biggest mistake I made I'm pretty sure if someone had asked me why I was competing I would have said to them that I want to I want the challenge I want to engage in the challenge the truth of the matter is and I'm not even sure that I would have been able to admit this out loud or even to myself back then the truth of the matter is I was doing it because I wanted to be leaner and I thought having such a public being so public with my goal would see that I would go through with it and then standing on the stage I had this idea that I'd be able to maintain a really similar physique I'd finally be lean I'd finally confident I'd finally be attractive to myself and to other people and just life would be amazing my business would blow up there's just all these things that I thought competing would fix so numero uno mistake uh, competition prep is gonna make everything harder. It's not going to, it's not going to fix anything. And and like I said before, I had a fucking ball. Like it really was a lot of fun. I had a lot of zest, and the amount of focus and determination was awesome. Not to say it wasn't really challenging. I have video footage of me crying over really stupid things. It was really hard, but at the same time, it was really really fun. But if there's anything like that, it's probably going to exacerbate it. So uh, when I say like that, I mean, if you've got any body image issues, it's probably just going to make it way, way, way worse. 
Okay, so that was that was number one. The next mistake I made was I've got it written here. Post, I've got some notes, so I keep on track. But post show expectations, and there are a couple of parts to this. Number one is actually the the glamour and the glory of the show itself. Both of my shows were actual real fizzles because the first show, the AWMBS, I absolutely love that that federation. I want to compete with them. I am hoping that they're running shows next year. Very very small federation they're in Brisbane they were going to do their first ever show in Melbourne and I'm in Melbourne and a few weeks beforehand they cancelled because they didn't get enough people and very very great I'm very very grateful that they actually flew all of the Melbourne girls up to Brisbane off their own back which is amazing so I did get to compete up in Brisbane but what it meant was that I did go with my partner who I must say, well, I was reading back through all the captions I was posting on Instagram the other day and in the captions I was saying he was incredibly supportive and I think he was, I think he was, I think he was very supportive. He was just absolutely uninterested in what I was doing, right? Which fair enough, like who cares, right? Why should, why should he be interested in something that, you know, he didn't train, didn't go to the gym, didn't really care about health or fitness or anything like that. But look, he, he flew with me and I, gosh, I'm, I'm a, I'm an introvert and I can struggle a little bit with, I wouldn't say making friends necessarily that my, my best friends I've had for 20, 20 odd years. So I have really solid friendships, but I don't have that many friendships and I'm not someone who goes out to, you know, doing community sports to make friends or doing classes to make friends. I don't really do those sorts of things. So socializing can be a little bit challenging for me at times. Uh, I don't mind that it is, but it can be. So rather than going out, you know, meeting the girls on the, on the show day that were up in Brisbane and maybe sort of hanging out with them for the afternoon and, and maybe enjoying some celebrations with them, uh, that's not what I sought out. And maybe that was available to me. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I didn't seek that out though. So I remember we had a flight to catch back to Melbourne. So after the show, I, I think we went to a cafe. I had some plans of having some nice food. I couldn't, I could hardly stomach anything. I think I had half a slice of toast and a poached egg. And I was kind of like, oh, this isn't that exciting. And I did have the other, the ICN show coming up in a week or so. So I couldn't go nuts. And anyway, we got home and I'm pretty sure I was home alone that night. So it was a real fizzle. And I had this whole idea in my head that it was going to be this super glamorous thing. And I came third and I was really proud of myself. And it was just an amazing day, but it was an absolute fizzler compared to what I thought it was going to be. You know, my expectation was, this is what I'm seeing when I'm talking about mistakes I made. I had this expectation of this, I don't know, that there'd be this, you know, rainbows and butterflies, my life would just immediately change. <laughs> nothing changed, right? Like nothing changed. No one cares. It's a bodybuilding show. No one cares. It's a bikini show. Uh, you're the only person that cares. <laughs> I didn't realize that, right? And I still didn't realize it at the time. I, I was sort of a bit in shock of, number one, I did amazing. But number two, I was like, no one cares. <laughs> There's no one to celebrate with. And it's just pretty flat. My coach at the time was fully online. I never met her in person so I don't know you know I think she'd had just myself and another another client I don't know that she has continued to coach at all uh, other competitors since then but anyway so that happened and then I had the next show and the next show it was either a week or two later I looked 
pretty bad. I didn't look great. I There was a few reasons for that that I won't get into, but just the way we prepped and peaked for the show was pretty shit. And I knew it. I knew it on the day that I got to the show. Again, I didn't go with anyone. I didn't have my partner with me. And this is all, I'm not trying to be a victim here. I'm just, these are the decisions I made. And this is what happened. So didn't invite any friends. Again, that's on me. Uh, My partner wasn't there. I think he was away for work. He was away for work, actually. And uh, my ex-partner, I should say, was away for work. My coach did come, stayed for a little bit, I think. And I did really poorly on stage. I didn't want to be there. I was like, man, I'm just so hungry. I just want to eat some food. I was just done. And my posing wasn't specific to that fed, the, the IMBA Federation. So I wasn't getting any points for posing. I mean, my posing's never been my strong point anyway, but it just wasn't fantastic. And I knew, I knew before I got on stage that I wasn't going to do well. And so I was sort of a bit let down. And you know, this was the last show, right? So again, I'd had in my head all these, I was very excited about all this food that I was meant to consume post-show and I thought it was going to be super, super glamorous. I think the show finished at 9 p.m. and I raced to the pizza store close to me. I got some pizza, was home alone eating my pizza and just, again, it's pretty hard to eat uh, that sort of food if when you've been dieting for so long and I had been dieting for 26 weeks or so, something like that. And it was a real letdown. I woke up the next day. They talk about pros comp blues and it absolutely hit. Like no one cares. No one cares. And um, then I cut this. This brings me into the next mistake I made, which was I decided to take a few days off training, a few days off tracking my intake and it was kind of a free-for-all food-wise and I would never do that again. It was a number of consecutive days of just no fucks given eating and my physical ability to cope with the amount of food and the different kinds of food I was eating was not there I remember even in that first week I was doing a consult with a new client because at this same time I was also actually had just started my business as a face-to-face coach at Good Life, big, big box gym. I think I would have been about six weeks in and I was hammering to to build my build my business as I should actually not to shoot my own horn. I actually do really, really well. Again, Chase was helping me, helping mentor me. We're, we're a pretty good team. Um, he wasn't my coach at that point in time though. Just, I want you to note that he was helping with my business because I was with STC fit at that point. Uh, he wasn't my coach. So yeah, but I remember just being really, really sick doing those consults with people and trying to hide how ill I was from eating all of this food and probably not doing a very good job of it. But that is that is a that is something that I would never do again. <laughs> and then I just had this expectation again of how my physique would look after the show. I had this expectation that I knew I had to do some kind of recovery diet or reverse diet or whatever, and that I was going to gain body fat. But I didn't appreciate what that meant. And I had this idea in my head again that all my problems would be solved because I would be lean. And I didn't appreciate that actually every little thing that wasn't in harmony actually was exacibated and got worse post-show, 
plus my weight gain, the 12 kilos in eight weeks, my confidence was tanked. I was starting my PT business. So again, I was thinking who's going to want to have me as their trainer when I look like this. And I'm just saying, you know, I wasn't overweight or heavy by any means, but my self-perception was fucked. So there are some really big mistakes that I made. And the other mistake that I'd say I made is I hadn't been training long enough prior to doing the show. Now, granted, I've said this to my current partner and he was like, yeah, but you did come third. Like you wouldn't have come third if you didn't look at least partly the part. And okay, I can appreciate that to some extent. But when I look at my photos, I guess I kind of look like what a lot of novice competitors look like on stage so fair enough maybe I'm being a little bit too hard on myself but knowing what I know now no way in hell would I have gotten on stage so fast so I hadn't really been able to consistently train prior to the prep I enjoyed training I dabbled in it I didn't really have or I didn't have a structured training program I didn't have any written for me prior to that I was just doing some fun stuff I had had an online coach a couple of years before uh, it was more of a, a friend she was she was a brand new PT you know so I just wasn't in a in the physical shape that I would have liked to have been getting on stage I didn't know that at the time I didn't just did not appreciate that again like I said this was all really really new to me I didn't have any friends in it I didn't get this idea from someone I had known in person I was just seeing things on social media I wasn't a qualified PT when I decided I wanted to compete there's just so many things I was just so inexperienced and lacking in knowledge severely <laughs> so now I'm able to look back at that in hindsight but I I hadn't been training long enough to build enough muscle in my opinion and when I started working with my coach I th- think that I hired her and we started prep straight away. I don't know that I, yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't have any time working together prior to that. I had enlisted another coach who was God awful. It's, it's crazy to me that I've actually still seen she's semi coaching some people online. It's like, hopefully she's changed in that time, but the communication was disgraceful. The I was given a meal plan, very strict meal plan, and told that if I couldn't eat just these foods for six months that I didn't want it bad enough and all of these sorts of things. And it's like I've had this argument with a few people because maybe you could say that, but there is doing some things that are really effing stupid that make no sense. And it's like why would that be a testament to how much I want something, doing something that is dumb, right? Like I just can't put those two and two together. So anyway, I I definitely would have, if I could do that again, the, the, the day that I decided to compete, I would have given myself, I would have hired a coach and I would have said, let's have 12 months working together first and then do a prep. So that would have given me 12 months of growing and then we would could have gone into, you know, 20, 24, 26-week prep. They would know my body. I would know my body. And I would have been able to build some muscle in 12 months, even as a newbie, you know, I probably would have had a cool result and I would have, would have done better than I did on stage because I just didn't have that consistent training and and muscle growth beforehand there's some photos that I see of myself and I'm just small I'm just kind of lean and uh, I think something like my guy had pretty good quads and that's probably about it you know I didn't even really have any significant shoulders my glutes weren't there there's just so many things that I don't love about that but anyway that's getting getting uh finishing up the mistakes I think I made 
probably the biggest thing is the perspective sort of shifted since 2016. So coming and bringing it back to now and my change uh, in decision-making and why I'm deciding to do it again. I think that the biggest thing that has changed for me is that I am not competing anymore with the idea of fixing anything. I'm not competing anymore with any expectation of what post-show life will look like, my physique will look like. I don't expect to get anything out of it except to have some fucking fun training with a a really laser focus on doing really well and bettering my physique. That's really the perspective that I'm coming at this from the athleticism required. Some people might laugh with me saying that with bikini and that's fine. I'm not taking this very serious. Well, sorry, I'm not taking myself too seriously because I just don't have expectations that anything's going to change dramatically like I said if there are any areas of my life that are at, at, out of harmony I imagine it's just going to exacerbate that again uh, I, I say that fairly re- in a relaxed state because I must admit right at this point in, in life things are pretty damn good I'm very very grateful for the work that I get to do I am my own boss at this point in time so in terms of expectations I can really set the pace I'm not having to meet a pace that's set for me which I'm really really loving and appreciating at this stage of my life it's awesome the group of women that I'm working with is awesome and I'm very very grateful to be at a point where I get to decide who I work with um, which is incredibly incredibly fortunate and it's just the coolest group of women that I get to coach at this point in time and I'm you know looking for other ways to support as well more people in terms of the courses that I'm doing the education stuff and then this podcast and other other free lives that I'm doing through my Facebook group so it's it's pretty damn it's it's pretty cool so and my relationship is really strong and uh, I'm I'm with someone who also trains their their own training their own health their own fitness is their top I would say it's probably maybe their top priority which means that I'm going to have a really understanding partner through this whole prep so that's going to be really really exciting and so I think that's probably the biggest thing is just how I'm seeing it and what I'm expecting from the show I think really the only thing that I'm actually expecting is that my physique is going to look way better in terms of the amount of muscle mass that I've been able to build over these last few surplus phases that I've engaged in I'm really excited to do that I am also actually, believe it or not, excited to do this posing thing because it's definitely one of the areas that I struggle with a lot. Last time I'm quite a stiff person and I'm not that flowy (laughs) and I don't have, I don't really have the pizzazz, but I'm hoping to learn it. I'm hoping, you know, all of these things are a skill. I'm I'm very much of a growth mindset where I believe a lot of these things, they're, they're skills we can learn. And if we practice and practice and seek help and support from experts, we can become amazing at these things and and I would love to see I'm very excited to see the videos of me on stage uh, with all of the knowledge I have now but also the support that I'm going to get that I know I'll get and the time and effort that I will put in and it's going to be really cool just to see the changes over six or however many years it will be since I got on stage last time and I'm actually really excited about the the routine the creative side of it and the posing to see that so that that's awesome uh, so I think that that's largely oh there's probably one more thing in terms of the perspectives that have shifted so since that 
since the competition prior to that, I'd, I'd always been trying to diet. I'd, I'd always seen body fat levels as a measure of my self-worth and success and attractiveness and confidence and all of those sorts of things. And now I, that doesn't, doesn't even make sense to me anymore. And I've been able to do a lot of a uh, number of deficit and surplus phases since. And like I said, they've just been very, very relaxed. So I've got the results I've wanted in them. Uh, the last deficit phase actually that I did was pretty pathetic. Um, I just, my heart wasn't in it as much. <laughs> so I, I nearly say that, but again, I think that that shows a, that that's evidence of a very different me, just not too fussed about getting lean. Uh, the only reason why I wanted to do that is so we can continue with the surplus phase, you know, and build as much muscle as I can without getting too much body fat. But that's in my coach's hand. That's what I, I pay him for to make decisions on if my body fat is getting a little bit too far away from us, given my goals of competing which of course he, he, he knows, uh, that's that's the only reason why I needed to get into a deficit phase just recently, which is just make sure I can get back into a surplus without getting the body fat too high, right? So you can, you can probably see it's just totally different perspective. What am I looking forward to the most? So absolutely the posing and posing improvements. I'm really, really excited about that. I'm actually seeing that as now more of a creative pursuit. I remember last time sort of saying, why can't I just go up on stage and like deadlift or show like a logbook of how many hours I've trained or something like that. Now I'm actually really excited about improving my posing, spending some time on learning how to do that properly, just respecting the whole process, how that's very exciting. The comparison photos from last time to this time, again, I don't want to be getting ahead of myself or anything, but I think I've done a pretty damn good job of building some muscle mass, even in these lockdowns, last two years being locked down. And uh, it's definitely been in lockdown a lot since I decided that I wanted to compete, but I think I've still done a pretty damn good job of building some muscle mass. So I'm very, very excited to see what I've actually built. That would be super cool. And then of course, the other thing is in, I'm going to be able to enjoy the process so much more because I know that that is the, the process is the privilege for me. It's not going to be so much about standing up on stage or any of that, because I know, like I said before, I know now no one else really cares. You know, I'm going to have my partner. He's super supportive. I'm going to have my coach. He's, I'm sure he'll say I've done a good job by the end of it. I'm sure I will do a good job. You know, that'll be amazing. That lasts for what, 15 minutes? And then no one cares, right? And I totally appreciate that. Uh, I think this time for me, I'm just going to be able to really enjoy the, the, I'm going to say athleticism and I'm going to get teased for that and that's fine. But the attention to detail, the focus, the discipline, all of those things, you know, the pushing through days where I don't want to do things, right? All of that, I'm very much looking forward to doing that. And I know in the last week or two, just really being clear, I'm about 12 months away from the show. I think that my focus is starting to dial in. I've started to make some small changes to my nutrition already, just in terms of starting to reduce some, some processed foods, I've developed some, I developed some not so amazing habits during lockdown with ordering takeaway and stuff, but I've started to turn the dials a little bit on the types of food that I'm eating to really make sure that 
when I do end up in the in prep, there's not much I need to change. It's basically just reduce the food I'm already eating. It's not like drastically change anything. Same thing. I've done an amazing job recently, last, I don't know, two and a half months, maybe longer now in terms of getting my steps up. So that was really important to me to start creating those good habits again. My training has become more consistent. I was probably training only, I was training only three days a week for a long time during lockdown. I was struggling a little bit with just the desire to train. I think everyone can appreciate, or maybe you can appreciate that being in Melbourne lockdown. And I've, I started to turn the dial up on that and getting a full training session in and just feeling differently about my training now that I've got this goal within 12 months, which to me doesn't seem like I have long left. I only have five. Five months left to grow and then we'll be or five and a bit months left to grow and then we're getting into the deficit phase but I am yeah I'm just really excited now about giving my all to this process which I have started to do I've really started to enjoy getting my steps done I've started to enjoy cooking a little bit more at home and you know just ordered some my muscle chef which I absolutely love but instead of me getting you know uber eats or whatever I'm doing these sorts of things to just to start really really enjoying the process more so that's a very exciting do I have any concerns so this was a question that I got asked so I this was something I wanted to answer and it was a question I got asked so I will answer it now and I've been thinking about this <laughs> yes and no one of my concerns is just my ability to show up really uh, with a high standard and quality on socials and work, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to manage that by making sure that I don't extend my capacity. I'll probably pull back my capacity uh, maybe two months or so before the show, just in case, just in case energy or anything like that does start to dip and uh, I want to make sure my clients are always right at the top of my priority list and the the service that I'm providing to my clients. So just a little bit, there was a little bit of concern or there is a little bit of concern about my my ability to show up the best for work, but I think I can easily manage that by managing how much I take on and, and making sure that I don't take anything new on around that period. I think if I do that, and like even including clients, not taking on any new clients for a little bit towards uh, the showdown. I think that's just going to be the smartest thing and I'll be able to do that just fine. The other concern potentially was just this the, the recovery, reverse diet, whatever, getting straight back to maintenance and then sticking to that for, you know, something like probably the, the, the six weeks after the show, six to eight weeks after the show is probably going to be where all hormones are regulating and all that sort of stuff. And without something to look forward to, I get that it can be really challenging. Some people are totally fine. Others have had experiences like mine. And I definitely don't want to go through that experience again. I think though that again, like I said, the, the, my coach is just it, it's so different. So Jace has just, he's coached plenty of women through, uh, through shows, through verses. Uh, we've been working together for so long. So we work really, really well together. And I know his approach is just going to be uh, look, I'm just going to say it's going to be a lot better. It's going to be a lot better. And I have full confidence in that. And we're just going to set me up for success post-show too. And my expectations of it being anything magical, uh, then, you know, I don't have these unrealistic expectations anymore of what it's going to be like. Uh, <clears throat> if my physique looks exactly the same within eight, 10 weeks of the show as it did when I started prep, I'll be totally happy. That's fine. I don't care. 
Um, as as in, I say when I say I don't care, I mean I don't have any desires to be. Sorry, I'm not under any misapprehension that I'm going to stay lean post that show. Like I know that now. I don't care about that. I don't care about being lean. I'm happy to have have just undertaken the process. That's fine. So those were the two potential concerns, but I've just, I, yeah, I think I'm sweet with both of those. I don't think there's really any issue. And uh, I'll just get into the other questions now. So one of the other questions was, how did I know I was in the right mindset to go back to dieting or competing? And I do think I've largely answered this, but probably the biggest sign is, number one, the way I see myself and my body image. So I am, again, nearing that almost as heavy as I've been. I think I'm sort of like two kilos lighter than my heaviest ever, but my body image at the moment is just fire, right? So I feel like I look super feminine. I like how I am at this body fat percentage, and this is me after having done, you know, fairly significant phases of time at a surplus. So I'm probably a little holding a little bit more body fat than uh, if I if I hadn't done those things and I'm still super, super happy. So uh, that's actually a big sign that I'm going to be good because if I think if I had any body image issues now, I think it would still be a, I think it might be a red flag. Uh, and the other one is just the realisation that, you know, I tried powerlifting, it wasn't for me. I really love physique training. I love training for aesthetics. I love building muscle mass and having gone through multiple deficit and surplus phases since then, super chill, super relaxed with my current coach. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. Not, not to say that it's not going to be a challenge. I'm not going to be hungry and all those sorts of things. But just in terms of it being a really downward spiral, detrimental mental health thing it's just I'm just super super confident it's not going to be that now given what what my trajectory was post-show and where I'm at and the whole the whole reverse um, period that gaining eight uh, 12 kilos in eight weeks there's no emotional charge for me anymore and I think sometimes if we still have an emotional charge around something I think that that might be a flag that we haven't quite dealt with it yet but I feel nothing like I have no I don't it's just something that happened um, there's no emotional charge still attached to that whole thing of course like I don't want to add to happen again it's probably more from a health point of view now though right it's not that healthy to have gain that much weight so quickly uh, and that's probably that's probably the only thing there so I think just having none of those red flags there existing uh, I think is a pretty damn good sign and then the one other question was three things I'd do differently this time I wanted to sort of answer this with what I want to do differently personal to me but then just for you guys for some value if I was a total newbie who hadn't competed before and wanted to compete what were three things I'd do differently so number one would be working with a coach for an extended period of time first picking a coach being really really happy with the coach that I had making sure that they have uh, experience working with getting people really lean, getting them out of that as well, and just there that we get along personally. So I'd, I'd make sure that you get along personally. You feel you can be totally honest and open with them, and that's cool. 
Um, the, the second thing that I would do differently if I was a newbie, again, it would just be like building muscle mass, making sure I had enough time prior to getting on stage. I think if you have desires to get on in a particular date, like if you really, really want to get on ASAP, I think it's actually a bit of a red flag. You should ask yourself, like, why do you need to get on stage so early? Because this should be more about the process than the outcome. If, if your desire is really determined by a stage day, I think you're going to be let down just like I was, right? If you're very much excited about the process and the week in, week out and the things you'll need to do, the action steps you're able to undertake, I think that that is a good sign. Uh, so I just, just make sure that, you know, building enough muscle mass and that you don't have this, like, I have to get on stage at this point in time. There's a million shows. They're always happening. Look, I say that and then we've just experienced COVID, which shut down a whole lot of shows. But overall, there's always going to be shows. There's always going to be time. And typically our physique is just going to get better and better as we get older. So what's what's the rush? And then what am I going to do differently this time? So, well, uh, I think number one is my coach is going to coach me very, very differently. We're going to do things in that make a lot more sense, which will be awesome. Uh, number two, I'm going to put more time and effort into posing, posing practice. I did put a significant amount of time last time, but I just don't think I appreciated the significance of posing and, and how much that uh, uh, how much impact that has on stage presence. I actually did forget my routine when I got third place. <laughs> I actually forgot it and made it up. I mean, that, maybe that is a testament to how good my posing coach was. She drilled it into me what I could do if I didn't know what I was doing, and I think it still looked like I knew what I was doing, so that's good. And then, of course, the biggest thing will be for me post-show, what am I going to do? <clears throat> I'm not going to have a number of days off without, you know, quantifying my intake, tracking my macros, all those sorts of things. I, I of course, will defer to my coach's opinion but in my mind, the very next morning, I'll just be back to doing what I usually do with food. We'll have increased my food, no doubt. It'll probably only be a couple hundred calories because I'll be a very small human. So even my maintenance at that point in time won't be that much more. But I just want to get back into it. I'll probably uh, I'll probably train within maybe the end of that first week or so. I'll keep getting my steps in, whatever they are. We'll just taper those. I imagine we'll taper those down. I'm not speaking for him. Um, I'm just imagining what I might do. I just want to keep everything as much the same as I can so that it's a really easy and successful time post-show. There's no big emotional swings. And, uh, yeah, I think that that is probably – probably one of the biggest things that I'll do differently. So hopefully I answered that question. The last question was how to manage the moody days and not subconsciously take it out on others. I get it's our choice, but we still do it subconsciously at times we're human. So with this question, I think that even when you're not in a prep period, so maybe you're coming towards the end of a deficit, just understanding that it's a privilege. It is a privilege to be able to choose to eat less, okay? That's on us and no one else is choosing to do that. And it's up to us who we also choose to surround ourselves with and how we decide to engage with people. In terms of being moody and subconsciously taking it out on people, like I've done three three years of one-on-one -on -one mindset 
coaching <laughs> and lots and lots of inner work. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. My partner and I always joke that coming up to the time of the month, I do get a little bit moody, not, not with him, uh, but more on myself. I seem to get pretty hard on myself and a little bit flat and a little bit down and all of those sorts of things, which is perfectly human. But I have been getting better and better and better. And I think I see differences month to month, even now that I'm better at noticing that that's happening. Like, okay, I can see, I can step outside and see the thoughts that I'm having and just appreciate them with compassion. Like I'm not trying to get rid of them. I understand they're super, super human. They're totally normal to have thoughts like this. It's, it's fine. And instead I just ask myself, like, what do we need in this moment? How can I support myself? Do I need to give myself a hug? Do I need to have a warm shower? Do I need to stand outside and just, you know, hand on my heart, breathe in and breathe out? Do I need to think about all of the success that I've had? Do I need to call my mom? Like well, there's lots of different things. And in terms of taking it out on other people, again, if you can feel that there's that need coming up and this is how it feels in me, this need for something, that's typically what is happening. You know, what do we feel like? What need is not getting met that we're that we're asking for, that acting out or that being moody or taking it out on other people is going to are we trying to elicit what are we trying to get from the situation and then how can we give it that to ourselves so it's like just say in a relationship sense just say you're tired and hungry or whatever and just say your partner I don't know is watching tv and you feel the need to crack it at them what are you actually trying to say are you actually trying to say hey I, I, I'm feeling a little bit lonely. Could we spend some time together? <laughs> like it's, can you hear that compared to why the fuck are you always watching the footy? Like it's to, two totally different sentences, right? So I would say that this it probably isn't just to do with prep. I would say that just acknowledging, like you said, you know, we're human, but that other people haven't chosen to diet. It's a total privilege that we get to do it. And if we notice any patterns of disharmony that keep coming up, whether it's work or relationships or whatever, that's on us to figure out why, to ask ourselves, what do we need? And to give that to ourselves. All of this is on us. It's no one else's responsibility to save us, to comfort us, to support us. It's no one else's responsibility. That's our, that's on us. It's totally on us to do. If we do get those things from other people, that's amazing. That's really beautiful. And it's, it's, it's just amazing, but it's, it's not what we should be relying on or demanding or expecting of anyone else. These are all things that are on us. So that really rounds up this whole podcast, but there was one final thing that I wanted to talk about, which was my education course that is starting on Monday. So this will be out Saturday. So it is starting on Monday. And one of the reasons why I'm super excited is really the basis for like this whole podcast, because if I hadn't stopped dieting once and for all and spent six months eating heaps in a growth phase, and at the time it was like, you know what, if I ever did want to get back on stage or whatever, they would be building up my glutes, building up my shoulders. But of course, I just needed to stop dieting mentally. I needed to stop thinking that being lean was going to be the answer to all of my problems. And that whole situation really showed me that being lean, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't actually it doesn't actually do anything for you that you can't do uh, being at a heavier weight. You know, confidence is a mindset. I think confidence is more about are we showing up 
in alignment with our values? Are we showing up in a way that we are really proud of every day? If we do that, then all of these other things are going to fall into place. So one of the biggest reasons why I have put together Growth Phase, even though I know it's probably not going to, well, it's probably not going to be as popular as something like doing a cut phase, which to be honest with you, I am very excited to do and I'll be bringing that out, I think, next year. But the reason why I wanted to do Growth Phase, it is, it's absolutely imperative to be spending most of our life at least eating at maintenance intake, like just for any human, our health, our well-being. And I I know that a lot of women really, really struggle with that. They struggle with the idea of letting go of the need to diet, like just letting that go feels scary and overwhelming, especially if you've had a history of say you were heavier, you have dieted down and you're leaner, maybe you're petrified of gaining all that body fat back. Fair enough. Uh, This is exactly why I've created this course. But also for the woman who is even just lean, but she's really, really scared of eating more than she's currently eating or doesn't know how to do it, just doesn't know how to do this effectively, doesn't know how to build muscle mass effectively. And again, that was me prior to my show. I had no fucking idea. I was running marathons. Like, what the hell, Amy? It's not how you build muscle. So in growth phase, I'm going to be going through all the mechanisms for muscle growth, setting up your environment in terms of how we actually train, so how training sessions actually go down, how programming looks, what does recovery mean, what does that look like, what does you know, stress look like, um, female physiology, the differences between men and women. There are just a couple, you know, some slight differences in training styles that do tend to favor women how women train compared to men. The basic principles of training program, of course, are always the same, but the variables within that can change. Or of course, the menstrual cycle as well has some impact. And then we'll be talking about nutrition and looking how to phase that around uh, gaining muscle mass as well, whilst maintaining or not not maintaining, but keeping lots of body fat gain at bay. And then finally, the mindset across all this. So you would have heard in the podcast about some big, big, big mindset shifts. And I've learned a lot since 2016 in terms of the mindset required to undertake these sorts of phases in a really relaxed and fun state, which I think gets lost sometimes. I think sometimes we get very panicked and stressed out about our training and physique goals. So my my goal with this, with this program, with this course, is to really help with that mindset piece, which I think gets it doesn't really get talked about too much when we're reading books on muscle hypertrophy It's all the science and the evidence behind it. And I think I needed that mindset piece just as the cherry on top for all of you women who are interested. So if you listen to this, you want to jump into growth phase and it's not past October the 25th, Monday, October 25th, just say you listen to it on the Saturday or the Sunday then definitely shoot me through a message to see if there's any places left. I'm just keeping it to 10 women. I want it to be really, really small so I can give you guys the time. It's purely education-based. So if you have another coach and you want to get in on it, that's totally fine. You can still follow their training program and do all their nutrition stuff. I'm not coaching. I'm providing education and answering questions and giving you activities to undertake to help improve your knowledge and integrate those technical skills. So with that being said, I just wanted to say thank you so much. This is like the most indulgent podcast I have done and I've, I'm just super, super excited for, for what's coming. And if you have any questions you wanted to DM me about maybe your experiences with competing or deficits and what you're looking to do in the future as well, my DMs are always open. So over and out from me. 